Hello and welcome to Talent Talks. My name is David Allison. These webinars and podcasts provide an insight into the changing world of work. They're a conversation with those responsible for recruiting into companies large and small, as well as apprentices and graduates, to tell us what it's really like. We're covering a wide range of occupations, industries and regions of the country to explore some of the many changes that are happening around us today, as well as the even bigger changes which are on the horizon, not only the challenges brought about by the pandemic, but also the transformations of working patterns and the changing need for skills brought about by the huge growth in automation. Now, today we're talking talent with PwC. PwC is a huge organisation serving 27,000 clients, both in the UK and worldwide, providing expertise across accountancy disciplines such as audit and tax. They also provide industry and governments with insight and support and consultancy in a range of other areas too. So to help me explore this exciting world, my guests today are Andrew and uh, also Kirti. So hello and welcome to you both. Um, Andrew, can I start with you? So you're the, the lead for um, campus and schools in engagement. Um, before we talk more about that, what was it that attracted you to the world of PwC? Yeah, hi, hi David, and th thanks very much for having us both on today. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, my, my best friend from school days um, got a graduate job working in audit at, um, at the time. It was, gosh, I'm showing my age here, but at the time it was Coopers and Lybrand, and he was there. Uh, when Coopers and Lybrand merged with Price Waterhouse, um, I used to hear lots of lots of fantastic stuff about working at working at PwC. Um, and then my, my background was um, I'd worked in recruitment, so I'm not I'm not an auditor by trade. Um, and a, a role came up at PwC, working in the Manchester office, focusing on recruitment in the Northwest. Uh, and that was about 17 and a half years ago. Um, and, and here I am still at PwC focusing on, on, on student recruitment. So we work with lots of universities, lots of schools, because we recruit, you know, very big numbers across the UK in that area. But 17 and a half years, that's, that's some time then. So it's fair to say you know PwC pretty well. Uh, I, I'd hope so. This, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this may be a good test of it. Or we'll give it a go. And so, Keith, I mean, welcome to you as well. So you are relatively new on that basis. So was it two and a half years, I think, you've been with uh, PwC? Yeah, probably, you're now nearly three. Nearly three. And, and you're, you are a, a degree apprentice, so doing a degree as part of your apprenticeship at, at Birmingham. What was it that attracted you to the world of PwC? So initially, I actually didn't know what PwC did or who they were. Like, I'm sure many other students also wonder what we do. Um, but my dad had sent me a link to their work experience when I was in year 12. And luckily I got through and I attended what was then called the Big Data Summer Camp, now rebranded as a Digital Insight Week. And I really loved it. I loved the people, the types of teams that they had, the range of technology that they worked with. And they were introducing a new program called the Flying Start Degree for um, technology. And I thought, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. So I applied and I got in and now I'm here. So it was a lot of chance and luck, but also really liking the organisation and the type of things that they do. That's brilliant. I come back to you to, to find out more about the, the degree of friendship, because it is such an amazing route, isn't it, to the, to the world of work. But before I do that, Andrew, I mean, I tried to give a very quick intro to, to PwC at the top of this, but could you just give us a bit more background? So, so what is PwC like? It's so big, I almost find it difficult to, to kind of pull the different bits together. Yeah, it is. I think we we appreciate and re we we recognise we're quite a complex organisation. So we'll, we 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 try our best, particularly with with student audiences and um, when we're talking to teachers and parents and so forth, to to try and break it down. We 
we are ultimately an accountancy firm, um, but we do far more than that. You know, we now offer technology services to clients. I'm sure Katie can talk a little bit more about some of some of what the work she's done since she's done some of her placements. But we, as a professional services firm, which is what we what we call ourselves, we provide a range of services to clients, and those clients those clients can be um, of any shape or size. We we are we are a network of firms across the globe as well. So Katie and I work for the UK firm. We recruit about. 3,000 school leavers, undergraduates and graduates just into the UK across so many different programs. So there's, there's lots of opportunity. Um, and it, yeah, we do recruit people who train to become accountants and, and, and work in audit and tax, but we recruit people into lots of other areas too. We recruit people who go on and train and become lawyers. We recruit people who go on and train and become tech specialists as well. So it's, we, we operate really broadly um, across business, but it, yeah, it's all about providing services to clients to ultimately improve the way they do business. So a, a huge range of the professional service disciplines, but how about industries? I, mean, I saw quite a lot of stuff around, for example, the NHS and certainly some of the transformations that have been going on in, in that sector, particularly in the last 12 months, have been huge driven by COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we cover a range of sectors as well. Um, you know, we, we work a lot. We work a lot with the public sector too. So, um, yeah, there's been uh, lots of work we've been doing with the NHS. We work with with, with higher education as well. Um, so, a real broad range of sectors. And again, I think because we're a we're a a large organisation, we're a, you know a, a pretty big brand. Um, do we just work with those big branded clients as well? Yes, we do. But we also work with you know we work with smaller we work with family-run businesses and organisations as well, so it's a real, real breadth in terms of the types of client you could work with. Fantastic. So, kids, then over to you. Tell us all about your degree apprenticeship, um, and particularly then the technology bit that Andrew was talking about. Uh, so, the technology degree apprenticeship is kind of not a traditional apprenticeship, as many may think. Um, whereas a lot of degree apprentices nowadays will study and also work at the same time. With our degree apprenticeship during the academic year, we go to university. Then during the summer of your first and second year, you do 10 week placements. And then in your third year, you do a year of placements, similar, very similar to a year in industry. And then during those placements where we come on and work PwC full time, we can choose which team we go into. And these will rotate um, based on availability and also like what your interests are, are also quite like heavily prioritised. So for that point of view, you get all the benefits of a full-time student experience, but also the, the work as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Actually, that was one of the reasons why I was very attracted to this apprenticeship, because I always wanted to have the traditional university experience, but I was very keen also to get work experience. And this way, I don't have to apply to like countless internships or companies and cry over applications for a long time. So I've been sorted for the rest of my uni life. Fantastic. I couldn't ask for a better advert. Um, so tell us then a little bit about some of the, the, the placements that you do, because I mean, one of the benefits of any large organisations you, you do at a very kind of early stage in your career, get all sorts of different experiences, don't you? So at the moment, I have been placed um, in two teams. In my first year placement, I was in cyber working um, primarily with financial services. So I was working for a bank. Unfortunately, I cannot say which bank due to confidentiality, but we were running um, an assessment to make sure that their security measures um, were good enough and in place to pass an official assessment that they would like have wanted to do later in um, 
the year. And currently I am working um, internally. So I am working for internal firm services in a team that primarily does data analytics. And um, what our job is to do is get uh, insights and other things from the data that the firm gives us to help stakeholders make um, sensible decisions. Fantastic. And, and it's really interesting, again, just hearing you talk about the fact that this has all been lined up so you don't have to keep applying for different placements. And that, that's one of the challenges, isn't it, I think, for, for anybody going through a full-time university program at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, I know a lot of my friends, unfortunately, had their placements cancelled and their internships cancelled. But PwC has kept their commitment to us and allowed us to have a very smooth transition with um, coming on from working and studying. So we've been able to give our best to whatever we're doing at this at that time. And I guess with the, I mean, the pandemic, it's hit all of us, but how has it had a, a kind of effect on you on the way in which you've both been, been learning through the university as well as the work you've been doing? I think for me, um, it was quite unfortunate because my second year got cut short, but the university was amazing. Like they gave us extended deadlines and made sure that we were supported during the time of like the pandemic hitting and all of us kind of like being up in the air, no one really knew what was happening. And um, PwC unfortunately had to cancel our second placement, um, the second 10 week placement. However, they've been absolutely fantastic going into the placement year. Everyone's been so friendly at work and they had other infrastructure already to be working from home. So we had our laptops sent out to us, had an online induction, and it has been quite a smooth transition. Um, I am slightly disappointed that I haven't been able to meet my team in person, but it's understandable with the, with the kind of climate at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's such a big shift for so many. I think Andrew, I'm right in saying that within two hours of the lockdown being announced, PwC had already sort of explained their their approach to the way that everyone was going to be working from home. It, it was a major shift to make, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um we, we've always offered flexibility to our people. And and I think even going back to, to when I first joined, I would do the odd day a week at, at home, probably not that frequently. And there was a bit more of a, you need to get permission to do this. Whereas, you know, in, in, in more recent times, it's been, you know, there, there has always been that flexibility there for, 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 for our people. Um, I think, yeah, having that transition of suddenly having over 20,000 people pretty much all working from home, um, that was a good test of our systems and our technology, and thankfully, all it, it all held up. But I think if, if going back to March 2020, it, it did seem, as as Katie said, it seemed quite seamless. It seemed quite straightforward for us because we, you know, as a, as an organisation, we've always really, really invested in the technology that we use, um, and that allows us to work in an agile way. But then suddenly, when you take a pause and think, everyone around you, friends and family members are trying to do the same, and some of those you just you saw and you heard of some of the challenges they experienced because their technology, their platforms, the organisations that they work for weren't set up. Um, and it and it really made me think, gosh, you know, how, how I guess ahead of the curve PBC are. Um, I'm married to a secondary school teacher and I've you know, got two, two children. And I think, you know, see, seeing the challenges of, of what education presented was, was, was really quite eye opening as well. So. So yeah, it was. Um, it, it it's been. It's certainly been. Uh, continues to be a strange few months for for everyone. I've been. Um, I've been trying to go into the office a little bit. So just for just for a bit of a change. So I'm based based in the Manchester office, and um, since April, I've probably been going in around about a day a week. But more than anything, just to have 
a bit of a break, a bit of a change of scenery, and and also to see some people I work with face to face and in person as well. And that that that's been great. That's been I think good for me from a from a personal level as well. And do you think that the kind of that massive shift in the way in which we've all been working is it is that here to stay? Yeah, I think that's that, that's the interesting question, isn't it? Um, are I, I I think there'll absolutely be some flexibility um or, or more flexibility for us all really and i think that you know that needs to be the case i know lots of organizations have have invested in in more and more technology so i think there are some real advantages of being able to to work in a more agile way um you know i have certainly enjoyed not having to travel as much as i as i once did uh, will will that will that ever return i don't quite know if i'm honest i think there'll be the expectation from pwc is that people will work more flexibly and i think you know when the time is right people uh, will look to either go to a client or go to an office um, you know for a period of their week um, but again it depends on each individual their workload the expectation from the client but there will definitely be more flexibility for all for all pwc employees going forward but i think you know, as and when that happens, obviously depends on restrictions and everything else. I think we're all not quite sure what the future holds either. No, it's an interesting time, isn't it? I think everyone is, is struggling to work that one through. Uh, but I guess kind of you're in that fantastic position of actually really thinking through the, the changing skills needs then of the organisation, both for this year's highs, but also looking into the future. What are the big trends you see in terms of the skills that PwC is going to be looking for in the future? Yeah, we've um, the last couple of years, or, or probably a little bit longer than that, the last three years, we, we we made some changes to our selection process, uh, and we we've, we've made some further adaptions as well. Obviously, since since March twenty twenty, the whole end to end process has has been run virtually, and and we, we we've had to do that. Whereas prior to that, we did have some stages which were which were in person. I think, Katie, when you and I were speaking on Friday, you were saying that you you'd done some of those stages in person as well. So it does look. You know, it does look and feel slightly different. Um, that said, we're still assessing the same types of things. We have a, a PwC professional framework that looks at five skills or five attributes that we assess everybody, whether you're a school leaver, whether you're a graduate, whether you're an experienced hire, you will be assessed against this PwC professional frame, framework. And it's not a top secret as to what that is. We're very clear on our website as to what those five attributes are, what they, what they mean and how you'll be assessed against them. One of the, the, the kind of the big changes that we made about three years ago was to really focus a little bit more on potential, uh, particularly when we're recruiting at school and college leaver level, undergraduate level and graduate level. And prior to that, we used a bit more of a traditional competency based recruitment, which was very much focused on, you know, past experiences that an individual had had and, and you using those past experiences to, to formulate your answer. And now our process is, is very much focused on, on on somebody's potential it's very much here's a situation how would you respond to that you know what would you do and I think that is all around leveling the playing field and recognizing that not every student would have had the same opportunity to undertake you know work experience or um, you know, other experiences which might have helped them to develop that some of those skills. So from your point of view, the, the kind of the way in which the whole thing has gone online for the last 12 months, so that, the elements of that are going to continue for the foreseeable future. Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, we've engaged with um, students through the, the events that we've run as as well as as well as in terms of how we assess them. And we've invested in some um, some great technology to do that as well. So I think 
the experience that a student has with us, whether that be coming through our selection process or coming along to one of the PwC events, you know, we feel is still really, really positive. I think we totally recognise that there can be some challenges around the whole digital divide. And does every student have access to te- the, the technology to enable them to do this? I think we, we, we certainly recognise that. And that's something we continue to give some thought to. Um, but on a positive, it allows us to reach students from broader locations. Uh, previously, if we were attending events at schools or at universities or we were holding at our PwC offices, it was all about could a student actually get to the office and okay we have a number of offices from Aberdeen down to Southampton and lots in between um, but again it would still be a case of would you need to get to a PwC office for an insight event or something similar but now through the use of virtual technology you know, students can be accessed all over all over the UK. I think one of, one of the challenges we found this year because so much of all our lives have been done virtually through through the laptop whether that be Zoom quizzes and uh, and everything else I think that, that's been the challenging and I think that's been the frustrating part. I think as hopefully restrictions ease and we can, you know, we can continue to do more in person, attending a virtual event or attending a virtual video interview perhaps won't quite seem as onerous as it has done the last 15 months. I think one of the things that's quite interesting is that a lot of um, careers advisors and careers leaders we talk to, I think, have a, an impression that a lot of the, the really large organisations like like yours are very much based only in London or, or Manchester. But looking through the, the list of offices you've got, I mean, you, you really are there in, in an awful lot of parts of the country. So you are recruiting genuinely nationally, not just in those big areas. Yeah, absolutely. We, we recruit um, across something like 20 different locations across all of our programmes. Um, Keithy's studies at the University of Birmingham. Um, I'm based in Manchester. You know, we, we've got we've got lots that goes on, um, you know, outside of London. And when I first joined, probably about 60 percent of our recruitment at graduate, undergraduate school lever level was into London, then 40 percent across a number of different other locations. And we've seen that switched, really. So it's now about 40 percent in London and uh, around about 60 percent across a, a number of other regions. And we do often get questions from, you know, from teachers from students themselves from parents to say oh, well if my student or my young person starts starts a career in London then you know that there will be more opportunities will there and that that's not the case you know whether you work in Aberdeen in Birmingham in Manchester wherever that might be you will be presented with you know with with equal opportunities and it's all down to you as an individual around you know making the most of those opportunities and um you know really really trying to push yourself as well if that's something you're keen to do in terms of promotion and i think one of the other big advantages of, of large organizations like peter is obviously that thing around progression Katie, when you were deciding where where you were looking to go and, and apply how far forward were you looking were you thinking about what comes next in your career and the kind of the international uh, dimension of pwc i think um for me when i was applying for university this was actually the only degree apprenticeship that I considered just because of the format and what my aspirations and goals were with the fact that I wanted the traditional university route. I think I have always really considered like where my future is going and my career journey. And I thought PwC was really good because it's such a massive organisation. I thought I would really be able to build my foundations here. And there was a lot of opportunity for career growth and to build kind of those basic skills at at least in like the first few years of my career. And I wouldn't lie and say that international travel has not been on my mind. I do hope that one day 
I could possibly go work in a different country with PwC. Uh, I would also mention that actually in my first placement, one of my friends got to travel abroad on his placement um, with a client. So there is actually a lot of opportunity for international travel, even when you are an apprentice. Well, there we go. What, what could be better? And so roll us forward a few years. Where do you think your career is going to take you, Kizzy? I think at the moment the world is so unpredictable, so I have no idea where it will take me. I think it would be nice if I could stay at PwC for a couple more years, build some more skills, maybe even longer. But I really like the team that I'm working in at the moment. So fingers crossed, if I make the grades, then they're willing to take me back and I can continue my career here. And, and the team you're working with at the moment, then, are you all based in, in one um, region or because of the virtual nature of working, are you actually able to be in a far bigger team now? Actually, none of my team really work in the same place. Some of them are in Leeds, Manchester, London. So we're kind of dispersed all over the country at the moment. So even if I was um, working in the office and COVID hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been able to see them every day. And this team has been here for a couple of years now so it shows that despite not being together they've still been able to function as a team so it may have been a bit unfortunate that I can't see them every day but there hasn't really been much of a change since Covid time I guess for our team. And, and Andrew from, from your perspective I guess when, when recruiting in how much do you see that um, ability to develop a career within PwC how, how important is that to, to young people do you think? Yeah, we, we certainly um, look for and want people to show commitment. And by, by commitment, you know, we would expect them to have an understanding of the role, the programme they've applied for, whether it be a, a tech degree apprenticeship like Keithy, whether it be um, a, another school and college leaver type role, whether that be within audit, within technology, within consulting. We'd expect them to have done some research around PwC to understand you know, what we what we do as an organisation. We would expect them to have done some research around what working in technology involves at PwC or what working in audit involves at PwC. We've got lots of great resources. Obviously, the website is a, a an easy place to start, but there's there's you know there's lots of other resources that that, that are available to um, you know to young people out there. But also to lots of the resources we have, we try and gear towards teachers, careers leaders, and parents as well, um, just to help them better understand the landscape. Um, you know, we recruit across lots of different pathways, different programs, different entry routes different business areas and I think you know on the one hand there's so much choice you know we've got the flying start programs that Keithy's on you know we don't just have them in technology but we have them in accounting as well we also have a uh, one uh, as part of our operate business in Belfast which we we've released um, which we launched last month as well so lots of lots of flying start programs we've got other entry routes too and I think great all this choice but when you look at it you think okay can be a bit confusing as well and you know sometimes students or, or teachers or, or parents might come up to us and say what what's the best route for me and it, it's down to that individual to, to ultimately choose what's the best route and whether they join us as an apprentice whether they join us as a graduate you know all these different pathways can lead to a great career at PwC and and again you know go, we, we've recruited school and college leavers for years in all my time that I've been in PwC and prior to that We've always had a non-graduate entry route and, you know, for many, many years, and I think still in some quarters now, it's still perhaps looked at as, is that the route that perhaps won't take you the places that a graduate entry route can take you? 
And that's, you know, not true in the slightest. It's just, it's an alternative. It's, you know, there are individuals out there for whatever reason who who uh, want to combine work with study or don't want to go to university at all. And we say, that that's fine. You know, here's the choice. And whichever route you join, you can still get to partner level at PwC or, you know, wherever you want to go. So, you know, whether you've got a degree or not, whether you come on one of our apprenticeship programs or a graduate program, it really, really doesn't matter. And Chris, I think I, I know the answer to this one before asking you, but it sounds like you're very happy with the route you chose. And certainly when I look at this from the outside, it's very difficult to understand why somebody would not want to do a degree apprenticeship like yours, where they're getting the full experience of university plus work guaranteed. Um, there's almost no losers there. I would agree. I mean, at least for me, like looking back, I think this was really the best choice. Um, when I was considering where to go after secondary school, I had another university that I really liked as well. But like looking back, I think this was the perfect choice for me. I mean, I don't pay tuition. I get a salary. Um, I get that experience at work. I get to put PwC on my um, like CV at the moment. And I also do really like get to enjoy university, go to all the societies, have made the friends. I've had the experience as well. And I've also, on top of that, been able to rotate within PwC and see different technologies, how they're used in the industry. So having the experience combined, like, has been amazing. And, yeah, definitely for me, I think it has just been a win-win situation. I've been really lucky. Well, you've sold me on it, I have to say. When you um, when, when you start the programme, I'm always interested in the way which apprenticeships are, are perceived. What... Did you kind of experience anybody saying, are you sure you want to do an apprenticeship because, you know, you should be going off and do something else? Or, or was it seen by everybody around you as being a good thing at the time? I think, um, especially in my school, everyone just went to university. Like, it was very rare if you would say, oh, I'm not considering university or I'm considering an apprenticeship. Um, so no one really told me about them. And I wouldn't have explored that option if I hadn't heard about it by chance while I was at um, uh, their work experience when I was in year 12 and even my parents when I had expressed my interest in applying to it were a bit apprehensive at first they were like oh why do you want to do this just go to university and you can think about work after that but after they explored the option a bit more as well and did their research they thought actually no this is a great opportunity I definitely think you should apply and I just initially I had applied just kind of for the sake of applying to think okay let's see this is a different route it's a different option I can make the decision at the time so I think I would definitely urge a lot of people who haven't been considering degree apprenticeships to definitely consider them because they are a extremely valid route of um, progressing your career and definitely a great option and I think a lot more industries are delving into degree apprenticeships because they see the value in them and cultivating those relationships with students before they graduate. It's really great to hear you say that. I think one of the misconceptions we also pick up is that because it's a degree apprenticeship, it, it's, it's obviously easier to get into than university. And certainly from the numbers we, we see, that is just completely not the case. It's almost more competitive than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like, I remember when I was doing my um, interview stage, I remember looking around, hearing, like, uh, the number of people that applied to it, and I was in shock. I was like, oh, do I really have 
the chance to get onto the apprenticeship? Will I be able to beat the odds? And the numbers keep growing every year. And even I know that um, our recent intake has been a lot larger than it was previously when it was in my year. So companies are willing to accommodate and but it is still really, really competitive nowadays, especially as awareness grows. And yeah, competitive for good reason for the things you already told us. So, I mean, Andrew, for somebody who's interested in joining that scheme, actually, this is something that you need to be thinking out some time out, isn't it? And making sure that you are prepared for the application process. When when does your application cycle begin for, I guess, what, 2022 hires now? Yeah, so the for the for the majority of our flying start programs but the tech degree programs that that that, that Keithy's um talked about and our accounting flying start programs it does follow the UCAS cycle so uh you you could make your application in your final year of sixth form from autumn time and you need to get that in before the UCAS deadline which is typically mid-January time um there uh, in addition to to making your UCAS application if you make it through that that screening stage um, you will do, undertake a PwC assessment as well. So, David, just going back to your earlier point around, is it seen as an easy route? No, not at all. You know, there there are some additional stages that you'd have to go through to secure a place on, on one of these programmes. And, you know, again, going back to what you were talking about before, genuinely, what's not to love about, you know, these types of programmes, fully funded, salary paid, you know, guaranteed work experience and the very strong likelihood of a job at the end of it, too. So, you know, genuinely, what what's not to love? Um, so, yeah, it's the earlier you can start thinking about it, the better. We do run um, the, the it will run at the end of July for, for this year, but we run something called a Virtual Insight Week, which is the, the kind of the updated equivalent of what, of what Keithy did herself. Obviously, we're, we're not running um, some of our programs in person as yet, just because, because of the restrictions. So we will have a large number of Year 12 students coming on a, a Virtual Insight Week program at the end of, the end of July for um, across, across one week. And, you know, hopefully... Some of those will go on to apply. I'm sure they will. The likes of the tech degree program and some of our other programs too. So there's loads of good opportunities. We we typically engage with students from from year ten in terms of running events. So we run events almost throughout the year. Um, certainly during the autumn and and, and the springtime, they're they're the busiest two terms when we run events. But there's lots of opportunities for you know for teachers, for parents, for students to sign up to our events and come and find out more about us. But definitely. On your point, David, the earlier you start thinking about it, the better. And I think, as you say, you, you, you know, that was that experience event before you actually applied that gave you an insight into PwC, and that's what helped you make that decision. Uh, yeah, it was before I actually applied. So there we go. Top tip: make sure you you apply, get some of that experience. Uh, and, and see all the fantastic benefits that PwC can offer. Um, Andrew and Kitty, thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. Great to hear about PwC and Kitty, that amazing programme which you're on, which I am now very envious of, I have to say. It, it sounds like definitely the way ahead. And of course, thank you very much to everybody else for joining this talent talk. It's actually the last one for this year. Um, We've had some really interesting conversations with businesses, large and small, across all sorts of sectors, from technology to horse racing. Uh, join me again in September. We're beginning the next year's programme with a whole range of other organisations. So Investment 2020, Morrison, Seven Trent, Kia, The Met Police and many, many more. But until then, have a great summer and thanks so much indeed for joining.